is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I am your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. Terrence and Carrie, uh, both have other obligations tonight. Uh, so we are going to talk about a lot of uh, a lot of news this past week, especially about uh, comings and goings of you know very high-profile personnel and the return soon, or maybe not so soon, of a fallen champion, but not really a champion. We'll talk about it later on in the show. Um, I've been playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I was waiting for this game uh, to get fixed on the Switch. Of course, when the Switch version came out, it was a broken, buggy, shitty, poor-performing mess. Uh, apparently, it took them six months to fix it, but fix it they have. Uh, the game now runs pretty well. Obviously, it's not going to be as high resolution as the you know PS4, Xbox One, and PC versions of the game are. But it's funny because the character models in the game look identical to me or look very close. I've seen side-by-side um, gameplay footage. The only difference is the the higher-res versions have more detailed foregrounds and and backgrounds because all of those are are pre-rendered um, in the in the game. So uh, so yeah, so I've been playing it. For those not aware, uh, Bloodstained is the spiritual sequel of sorts to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, it is very much that game uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, now, you'll have to forgive me because I've never actually sat down and spent really any time with Symphony of the Night ever. Didn't play it when it um, came out. Missed any of the reissues and things of that nature that came out. Was Symphony of the Night heavy in like RPG Elements like did you gain character levels and stats and and things of that nature as you went? It it had from what I can remember it had uh, slight RPG elements, but nothing as intense as Bloodstained. Bloodstained is, I mean, that's a different animal. Mm-hmm. Like you could switch weapons and you know different weapons had different properties and stuff like that, but um, no, it was nothing like Bloodstained. Okay. Bloodstained is is very much the you know we use the term spiritual successor a lot, but no, this is this is it, right? And 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 very much an evolution of those gameplay systems. Um, you know, so as Mike was alluding to, there's there's tons of different weapons that all play uh, very differently through the gameplay that you'll acquire as you go, um, including like short swords, long swords, pikes, whips. Uh, morning stars, uh, kung fu boots, basically, that you can use to kick your enemies to death, <laughs> daggers, guns, um, all sorts of stuff to kind of to kind of give you a gameplay style uh, that suits you. And then, of course, the, the big gameplay mechanic in the game is that you get these shards from defeating enemies that give you special powers. Um, sometimes they're attacks, sometimes they're passive buffs, sometimes they're like familiars that you can summon that follow you around. Um, and things of that nature as well. Uh, again, if you've played Symphony of the Night or any of the uh, posts, or any, really any of the like Metroidvania-style Castlevania games, um, you'll feel right at home with this gameplay. It, it feels very reminiscent of that. Lots of branching paths uh, through a sprawling giant castle with many ornate rooms that makes you wonder how where where the funding for this castle is coming from but i guess it comes from hell in the game so they don't you know they've got a lot of money down in hell to build uh really finely furnished and well decorated castles um this story is whatever like you're not you're, we're not here for the story we're here for the gameplay we're here for the boss battles the new abilities and stuff like that um i'm i'm a few hours in so far i've completed nearly 30% of the map um i fought I think three bosses to this point, if I'm not mistaken. I'm really having a good time. Um, the gameplay is fun. It's challenging, um, especially if, you, if you've never played Symphony of the Night, um, as I have not. I found that I can't like, – like, like I went in playing it like almost like a, a side-scrolling hack-and-slash game, and you really can't do that. You have to be a little bit more uh, deft in your gameplay. You have to use the uh, like the back dodge that the character has. You have to play a little bit more defensively or you're just going to – get slaughtered constantly. Yeah, you are going to die in that game and you're going to die a lot. And and it's uh, and it's very old school in that when you die, um you go back to your last save point basically. And if and if you made several rooms progress since then, um you're going to have to do all that shit over again. <laughs> like it or not, uh you're very limited in uh supplies that you can carry with you. You can't just, you know, 
stock up like crazy on on potions. I think you have, you're maxed to like nine of each individual item that you're allowed to carry. Uh, there's different potions mm-hmm. you can carry as well. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a bit more challenging than I was anticipating it being. Um, but that has not deterred me. The music, as you would expect, um, is excellent. Um, very catchy themes. Again, they 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 harken back to the games that Bloodstain was based off of. Uh, it's a really good time, and I and if you were waiting for the Switch version to get good, um, the load times are a little long in sections sometimes. But for the most part, the game uh, for, I, haven't, I haven't seen any issues in terms of performance. I know when the game first came out, there was a lot of frame rate issues, especially in certain sections of the game and certain boss battles. Like the frame rate would collapse down to like fifteen, twenty frames, make it nearly unplayable. That kind of stuff. Um, yeah. There are some resolution issues, but I have not seen any of that so far. Um, so yeah, if you've been waiting and you're waiting for the Switch version to get fixed, it is now. I would definitely recommend going to check out uh, Bloodstained, and uh, it's it's a very good game. So good. I'll have to uh, update it then. Yes, you I should. I haven't touched that game in a very long time. <laughs> yes, you should for sure. A um, couple games coming out new this week, unless you have something new that you've been playing in the past I week. Play anything? I don't think I've been playing anything. I um. Told you about Star Wars last week, right? And um, I'll uh, I'll play something uh, that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, no, I, I don't think I've played anything. Uh, I'm looking forward to one of the games you're going to talk about on this list. I know. I, well, I, actually, I, I know what it's going to be a couple of different games. I know what actually. both of them are going to be. So, <laughs> or, or possibly all three, if you're feeling some kind of way. Um, so yeah, new releases this week. Dreams finally comes out to PS4. It's been in closed beta, open beta, early access, late access. I don't know. Like it's, it's been, it's been in all sorts of different states. Uh, it's finally coming out to retail since they've had it available in different pre-release states up until this point, there's going to be a ton of different content, uh, that you can check out. I'm kind of over the whole media molecule thing at this point um played the first two little big planets did like them i don't have a a level designing bone in my body that's not where my creative output steers me uh steers me instead being a talking head talking to you people uh constantly (laughs) and and making youtube content so like dreams not really something that i'm gonna get into from the creative aspect um but i'm sure there are many people that are excited uh that it's finally coming out uh, I uh, I played uh, those first two little big planets, and you know I had dreams of you know making this like making these like complicated levels and all that. And I'm like, yo, this is hard work, <laughs> and this is and this is the coloring book version of level design, right? Right. Like, this is the this is the easy version of it. Like I can't imagine. Well, being, uh, Mar- Mario Maker is the easy version of it. Like Mar- Mario oh. Maker is very much the the you know, kind of Lego version of making video game levels. I made ways. one level, one side-scrolling level, and um, it looked terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, it was all about like different stunts and like 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 Indiana Jones. Like, what if Indiana Jones and Prince of Persia like had a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And there was like a mine cart, and there was this thing where I had to swing over a a, a lava gap or whatever, and and uh, I was so proud of it. Now that I think back on it, I'm like, "Yo, this is terrible." Well, and and again, you probably thought you probably poured like you know eight hours of work into that, eight to ten hours of work into that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I anyway. wish I had that kind of time to to spend on that sort of thing. <laughs> right, right. Like <laughs> so, uh, work. Dark Siders Genesis um, comes out to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. This is the 2D. Darksiders game that's coming out, correct? It's um it's uh yeah, it's it's like a uh twin stick like not twin stick, it's kinda like a Diablo oh, clone. Oh, it's an isometric view game, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a Diablo clone. And um this is one of the games that I'm going to pick up. Um I'm I'm very curious about it. And early reviews from the PC version are uh are really good. And, um, it, the, uh, I've seen a couple of videos, the, the banter between, uh, war and, uh, who knows what character this is strife. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, they're very, it, it seems very funny because 
the guy with the guns is like the the wacky guy and war is the straight man mm-hmm. so they're the odd couple running around hell and i always wanted to get into this series i just never i never could it, I, it's I, it's I, it's had an interesting premise, but the gameplay has just been a little below standard, and they yeah. and they and they've not been able to decide on uh, kind of a theme for that series. The first two games were very uh, Legend of Zelda esque. The second, I mean, no, Legend of Zelda esque. They they well, were well the first the first off. one was a Legend of Zelda clone in many ways. The second one, yeah. the gameplay steered a little bit closer to like like a DMC. The third one, from what I understand. It's more like a Souls game um, yeah. than anything else. And now yeah. you have this, which is, like I said, a Diablo uh, clone in many ways. So very interesting. It, um, it's being developed by Airship Syndicate, mm-hmm. and they have done um, – they developed this game called Battle Chasers Night War. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, um, which you talked about on the show before, which you like. Yeah, and I really like that game. So I'm like, all right, well, I like I like that game. I'll give this game a shot. Okay. Um, Street Fighter V Champions Edition releases on PS4 and PC. Um, this is one that I have to get at some point too, because I'm behind on my Street Fighter content. So this will catch I mean, me up. <laughs> I mean, this is the one to get, right? It like, is. This is this is literally everything except for uh the items that you get from the Capcom Pro Pro Tour. Um, because all those proceeds go towards funding the tour. So they're not going to give those away, but, um, you get 40 characters, Mm -hmm. uh, you get like 800 costumes, 700 of which are Chun-Li and, um, (laughs) you get like a ton of stages and, um, if you have it now, like, or if you pre-order it or whatever, Mm -hmm. you get you already have all of this stuff. The only thing that you're going to unlock is Seth. Um, but yeah, you should get back into it because I'm really curious. What, when was the last time you played oh, it? Oh, it's been, it's been like, like played it for real or just noodled around. Like, just like, have you, have you tried, um, the second V skills for people yet? No, not really. Not really. Okay. So that really breathes new life into characters. Okay. Like, Gal is my main, right? And he has he has a V skill that it's a it's a forward jumping sonic boom mm-hmm. that's just kind of angled down. And it's it's just another way to put pressure on people using a charge character. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. So you know, I'm very curious to hear your take on Street Fighter. Uh, if you pick this up, I will. Uh, I, I am interested now because I'd imagine that Ken's is probably very different because his V skill was just like a yeah, dash ahead, like, not very fun. Right. So <laughs> his was just pressure. Like right. I'm going to run at you. I'm like all right, well. So that'll be interesting. Um, the Yakuza Remastered Collection comes to PS4. This is three, four, and five, correct? Remastered um, for I, the PS3. I know it's three. I know it's five. I hope it's four. If it's four, then I need to download that now. Um, <laughs> I think it's a forty dollars set. So. Yeah, I I mean I bought it a long time ago. Like I bought it when the first game was available. Yeah, uh, when when the game first came out, and they were like, "Okay, you bought this. Thanks. The other two games are going to be in your." Uh, basically, it's an IOU, so you'll mm-hmm. be able to download these games for free. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm curious now. I know I downloaded three, and I know I downloaded five. So mm-hmm. four's got to be in there, right? One of them is it takes place in like feudal Japan, which is kind of weird. Okay, weird. But um, look, if you've never played the Yakuza series, uh, and you like like adventure games, uh, you should play Yakuza Zero. It's twenty bucks. Uh, it usually is available on some sort of sale mm-hmm. and, um, it's really good. It, 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 the Yakuza series took the, took over where Shenmue abandoned me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really like that game series and I've only played, uh, zero, one and two. So hmm. I'm curious um, you play six. to see what these other ones are like. And six. Yes. Okay, six. I was about to say, yeah. um, 
We also have uh, Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions, Michael, uh, is coming to PS4, Xbox <laughs> One, and Switch. <laughs> Tricks what whores do for money. Uh, and then Florence <laughs> comes to the Switch and the uh, and the PC as well. So those are your big new release highlights for this week. Uh, I don't have a transition from Florence to the ad read, so <laughs> check out youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Go to densepixels.com slash premium uh, if you want like 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 super good content, right? Like we give you the free stuff, and the free stuff is really good, but the super good is is from densepixels.com slash premium. You see how I said that with a straight face. So you have to believe me. <laughs> and you won't get that reference. Until you listen to the full version of Look Forward this week. <laughs> For $5 a month or $50 a year, you get access to our premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, which Jay says is coming back. Uh, I don't believe him. Uh, no time to bleed. Uh, the men with the golden tongues, the um, the the Iron Man of of the premium network, uh, and uh, full episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast featuring uh, Jay, Andy, and uh, on 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 some occasions Brad. Uh, it has to be uh, said that uh, the our review, Mike and my review of the uh, fantastic Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Uh, just released on the premium channel as well. Uh, just this past week on the men with the golden tongues, uh, movie that we like quite a bit that you should listen yes. to because we just, we dive into just how amazingly crazy Tom Cruise is <laughs> and he's crazy. That guy is like super, like, like he's movie star Jesus, man. Like he, he, he's, he's going to die for our sin, for our movie sins. <laughs> Subscribe to all TNP shows uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You could subscribe to such shows as the Nerdpocalypse, the flagship show of this little operation that we have. Black on Black Cinema, which uh, recently reviewed the Oscar award winning film Green Book, uh, which was not a, a movie that I thought deserved it. Coming <laughs> Distractions our uh, contemporary movie review show. Uh, they just reviewed uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation Proclamation of One Harley Quinn. And you get the weekly preview episodes of Look Forward. Now, the preview episodes of Look Forward are good. Mm -hmm. They're really good. But wait, they get super good after the hour mark. And in order to hear that, you got to subscribe to premium. That's true. Uh, I told Micah uh, the other day that the most disappointed I've ever been in my entire life was when I was flipping channels the other day. Uh, AMC said that they were airing Mission Impossible 2, and I was very excited. And I flipped over to AMC, and instead it was actually Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> I've, never, I've never been more devastated by anything in my entire life. It made me incredibly sad. And I was faked out, too, because the scene that I came up on was was during the impossible mission. So all I saw was a large, you know, fancy, high, you know, like, fut not futuristic, but like modern, contemporary-looking uh, uh, corporate office building. And I mm. said, oh, they must be, he must be going to get the Chimera virus. No, he's getting ready to jump uh, and, and land from a tall height uh, onto a glass sloping roof that he will then shoot down and Merc two Chinese dudes with pinpoint accuracy <laughs> as he's sliding very quickly down this slanted rooftop. If you're ever flipping channels and uh, you come across a Mission Impossible movie, but you're not quite sure which one it is, all you have to do is pay attention to Ethan Hunt's hair. That's true. Yeah, and that, and, that, and that's where I was miffed at first because when they showed the when they when they panned around and zoomed into Tom Cruise standing in the building, I was like, "Why is his hair short? This is Mission Impossible <laughs> 2." When he had the long, flowing mane that I'm that I'm accustomed to, and then I realized what had happened, and I was sad. <laughs> so, uh, some news that we missed last week. Um, 
but it's pretty big news. Uh, Rockstar Games co-founder Dan Hauser, one of the Hauser brothers, uh, and also the lead writer on most of Rockstar's projects uh, since their inception back in 1998, uh, is leaving Take-Two Interactive. Um, he left Take-Two uh, back in the spring of 2019 uh, on an extended break, and he's decided he's just not coming back. So Dan Hauser uh, is decided to move on. Sam Hauser, his brother, um, has said that he's not going anywhere. Um, it's interesting this this uh, departure. Now Dan Hauser and, and and his brother have run Rockstar for over twenty years at this point. They've become, you know, one of the three biggest game developers on the planet. You'd have to say making the most successful game or one of the three most successful games of all time in GTA five to say nothing of the rest of the GTA series. Um, he's probably a very wealthy man at this point. One would yeah. have to imagine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but what do you think about this news, Micah? One of the, one of the, uh, founding members of rockstar, uh, hitting the road. I'm, uh, I mean, look good for him. Uh, if he wants to, if he wants to call it a career, that's fine. Um, I, I'm, I'm, very curious uh, where the Grand Theft Auto series is going to go and how his departure, if his departure is going to change anything. I'd have to imagine it's probably not going to have a dramatic effect on GTA 6 because I'd have to imagine that much of the production of GTA 6 in terms of crafting the story in the world have mm-hmm. been done on that game for sometime yeah yeah because i keep forgetting gta 5 came out last generation right gta 5 literally came out it came out technically before last generation it came out two months before the ps4 and xbox one consoles released yeah <laughs> jesus so <laughs> that thing is still making a ton of money yeah uh, um yeah when you when you make a game one game every generation <laughs> and it makes like money like this. I don't know. That's wild, man. That's wild. Um, yeah, I, I'm just curious as as to the direction of the future of the creative direction of the future of of these franchises, especially Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. because I, you know, for a long time I've been wanting different sandboxes to play in in Grand Theft Auto. I want, uh, you know, I would love a, a, a European based Grand Theft Auto and, you know, make it like a, like a Guy Ritchie movie or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you know, take it back to London or something like that. L- what London is a perfect, London is a perfect sandbox to make that type of game given the, the terrain and, you know, there's a big river going right through it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious to see what his departure means for the GTA series. What's funny is that we probably won't hear anything anyway. Cause like the Housers are like the Howard Hughes of the video yeah. game industry. <laughs> like, like, like they rarely give interviews. The Rockstar is completely like a tight lipped company. Um, like I said, just very interesting that, that this happened though. Um, doesn't seem like there's any bad terms coming out of it like it's not you know i, I i'm sure he's just kind of like i feel like i've done all i can accomplish and time to move on and try something else whatever that yeah. is or or just sit on a beach with your riches and just enjoy yeah. enjoy, <laughs> enjoy enjoy a life of hard work uh paying off for you so but there you go um the evo 2020 uh fighting game lineup has been announced um there's some surprises um and a surprise omission in my opinion. So here's the full lineup of games that are going to be appearing at Evo 2020 this year. So you have Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which I have no idea what that game is, but apparently it's popular in Japan. It's uh, it's an Arc Systems Works game that is uh, described as an anime game for Street Fighter players. Okay. Um, it is. Uh, it, it still has the Arc Systems, you know, uh, uh, weak, medium, uh, light, medium, heavy, and and special mm-hmm. like uh, buttons and stuff. But it's uh, it's slower, 
and it's a little more footsie based. Okay. Um, they it still has the the ridiculous like the ridiculous super moves, and there's a wrestler in the game, mm-hmm. and his super move is amazing. Like his super move involves a pinfall. <laughs> a pinfall that if the super move doesn't kill mm-hmm. the other person will kick out right before three it's amazing that's pretty funny um i i, I don't know if i i kind of want it but i don't is it even available locally it. or would you have to get an import copy so if you did get an import copy mm-hmm. it's in english interesting like it's okay. dubbed and everything but it's supposed to come out next month. Gotcha. So it'll give you plenty of time to to check it out before before Evo drops. Um, right. You also have Samurai Showdown, uh, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, of course, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Tekken Seven, and then Underneath it, Underneath Underneath in Birth Xe Late whatever Japanese fucking nonsense name <laughs> that you have for that game. And also, there's going to be a special invitational tournament. Uh, featuring Marvel vs. Capcom 2 uh, to celebrate the game's 20th anniversary. Um, eight players, uh, including four former Evo champions from for the game, are going to take part uh, in in a you know small tournament for MVC 2, which should be pretty cool to watch. And I'll probably make time to tune in for that since it seems like it's going to be a pretty short uh, tournament anyway. Uh, missing from the lineup is Mortal Kombat 11, uh, which is not coming back after being at the show last year. And it's going to be the first time since 2011 um, when the when Mortal Kombat 9 came out uh, that we're not going to have an NRS fighting game um, at Evo, which is a bit of a surprise, I think. I mean, it, it, it is, but it isn't. Um, the NRS community, well, one, the community is just, they're weird. Um, but they have been doing their own, like, Pro Tour, mm-hmm. and I think they're just content with that. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know what it if there's like a buy-in or something mm-hmm. that comes with uh, getting into Evo, but um, yeah, I'm I'm not. Part of me isn't terribly surprised by this, uh, especially since you know. They're doing the the Marvel versus Capcom thing. Somebody's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can make an argument that Undernight in Birth EX Late could go, but yeah, but that isn't that isn't I, that kind of isn't that your um isn't that your um like your Guilty Gear fighting game that you have? Well, that's every year? that's where Grant that's where Grant Blue comes in. Oh, okay, interesting. So, uh, plus uh, from from what I understand, that game is actually really good. Like I, I haven't played it, but. Undernight is from a couple people that I've heard from. They, it's it's really good. So, okay. uh, quite frankly, I'm I'm okay with with not with not having Mortal Kombat uh, in it. Mortal Kombat is not an exciting game to watch. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you on there. At least it's just surprising that you know, arguably, unless you count Smash Brothers, you know, the most successful fighting game from a standpoint of sales. In the U.S., yeah. is not going to be represented at the biggest fighting game tournament of the year. But uh, yeah. I mean, your your points are well taken, though. I think you're probably correct in uh, in what you're saying. So, uh, Evo will be on July thirty tw- first through August second uh, at its usual home of the Mandalay Bay uh, Hotel and Casino in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. I like the Mandalay Bay; it's a nice hotel. So, I've never been. I'm not a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't have to pay to go there, so I know because you're a big shot. Yeah, not, well, not anymore. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not, no longer a big shot. So <laughs> just a normal dude nowadays. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, there, some, arguably more surprising news um, than the Dan Hauser departure. So Rod Ferguson uh, is leaving the coalition. He was helped. He was the team. He led the team. For Gears 5. Uh, he's been with the Gears of War franchise for an incredibly long time. Uh, but he's making a very high-profile change. He's going to Blizzard. And he's going to be overseeing the Diablo franchise. Wow. Which is, which is I, I, I guess you'd have to consider that a promotion, would you not? 
in many ways uh, or a step up? I yeah, I would. Uh, I would. Gears is not the game it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's Diablo, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Um, but uh, okay, all right. Uh, you know, he Rod Ferguson was kind of instrumental in making the Gears series kind of grow up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 you know, Gears under Clip Blazinski was, was Predator, right? <laughs> and, and when he came along, you, you can tell there was a, a very distinct change, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the way characters were, were represented in, in the way, uh, you know, the simple fact that women could be gears, you know, and I saw some story where Blazinski was like, he co-signed someone's tweet about, about, uh, gears suffering from get woke, go broke syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, um, it it just like that guy hasn't changed, man. (laughs) But me, but meanwhile, he is waiting by the phone now for the call from the coalition to come back and to come back home, I guess, you know? (laughs) Oh, absolutely is. Who's this Kate chick? Get her out of here. Let her be the new Anya. Let's get these dudes back in here. Goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Yeah, like 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 he like he's doing the thing where I'm I'm sure I'm sure his followers are are asking him if he's interested, but no one from the industry has made you know brought out there. But he's kind of putting his name out there, like oh, I, you know I I can't say I wouldn't go back to go back go back to work on gears, but uh you know they got to call me first, and I'm not you know enjoying what I'm doing right now, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the, over like the boss key. Flag. Well, not, not anymore, not boss key. <laughs> so. So like I said, I found that news to be incredibly interesting. Um, I, I don't know what impact uh, Rod Ferguson is going to have on Diablo 4. Um, we're not sure how far in development the game is. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, uh, his influence uh, will, will lend to the project. So there you go. Um, the Outer Worlds, we talked about it last week. It's coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was supposed to come out March 6th. Well, it's been delayed. Thanks to the coronavirus, um, <laughs> Virtuous, the developer working on the port, uh, is based in Singapore, uh, which is one of the regions that's being most afflicted uh, by the by the health scare that's going on around the world right now. Uh, the private division did say that everyone at Virtuous is okay, um, but the office is remaining closed while the outbreak is going on. Um, however, they did so. This is going to delay the game uh, indefinitely. We're not sure when it's going to come out. However, they did say. Uh, that the retail version of the game, which originally was just going to have a download code inside of it, uh, is now going to ship with a physical cartridge, which I would imagine is still going to require some kind of a download because a lot of those games tend to when they're larger. Mm-hmm. Um, but bad news. Glad everyone's okay. Um, and you guys just have to wait a little bit longer for your Outer Worlds on Nintendo Switch. Um, we we talked about before that Sony purchased Insomniac Games a few months back, which made sense. I mean, Insomniac Games was very much like a second party uh, studio for a long time for Sony. Of course, famous for the Ratchet and Clank series, the Resistance series, um, you know, the most recent Spider-Man game, their most popular game uh, that they ever came out with. Uh, We found out now that Sony paid $229 million to acquire the studio uh, mostly in a cash payment. So if you've been working at Insomniac, uh, congratulations for, for the windfall that you received a couple of months ago. Holy shit. That's a lot of fucking money. In cash, yo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly cash. Mostly cash. I mean, I look, you sell you sell a game, you make a game that sells 13 million copies, you know. What do you expect to happen? I mean, goodness gracious, man. Like, I, you know, they're... Uh... Sony operating like a, like a bunch of hoodlum gangsters. Yeah. So so look, look so so if you if you go hang out with Ted Price, beers are on him forever cuz that dude's yeah, probably man. rich as shit after this. Good <laughs> lord. Um for the for context, uh Electronic Arts uh acquired Respawn in 2017 uh for 315 million with an additional 140 million dollar bonus 
being possible, which considering the success of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is probably headed Respawn's way as well. Yeah. So congratulations uh, to Insomniac, even though, you know, it happened several months ago. Uh, that's a lot of fucking money. Good Lord. It is. Now, I always wonder, like, $229 million, mm-hmm. right? Like, couldn't throw an extra million in there just to make it a, <laughs> just to make it a round number. I mean, look, if you're if you're spending 229, what is another million dollars? That's that what point? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just a it's just an odd number. Maybe maybe it. maybe there's yeah. a reason that it's 229 million. Maybe Insomniac uh maybe maybe Sony was like 230 and Insomniac was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 229 for this reason. No. Because because two two thirty will put me in a different tax bracket. So I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you, you laugh. It, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there were tax reasons behind <laughs> behind the reason why. That's funny. Um, last story, last you know, news story this week before we talk about the the, the main topic. Um, so the division two we haven't heard much from in a while. The game came out with a flurry, uh, but kind of fell off pretty quickly. Uh, didn't really have a long tail. I don't think that the player base for it is very big. Well. Ubisoft's hoping to change that with the paid expansion that's coming out in March called Warlords of New York. They had briefly discussed this, but we, we now got details on it. Um, that's going to have new narrative content, going to have major gameplay changes, including changes to uh, the balancing in the PvP Dark Zone. Um, they're going to be changing the game's UI and crafting systems. They're bumping the level cap for the first time since the game came out almost a year ago. Uh, They're adding what Ubisoft is calling, but has not detailed, uh, an infinite progression system, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. (laughs) Um, They're going to have month-long events um, for three months. That'll have new targets for players to hunt down, unique rewards. Um, And so, yeah, so what what they're kind of hoping for is that this is going to be the the Taken King uh, for Division 2, the the thing that brings back lapsed players and gets a whole – slew of new players to check out the game uh, that did not check it out before. And uh, if you needed any more incentive to get in the door, apparently the game is on sale on PlayStation Network for $3 right now. <laughs> um, so if you were waiting on Division 2... I, and, and again, that's people are probably shocked about that. And I was definitely shocked when I saw it. But then when you sit back and think about it, look, they've, they've sold all the copies of Division 2 for $60 or even $40 that they're ever going to sell. Yeah, the way the, the 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 key here is to make the expansion popular. Frankly, I'm surprised they didn't go to PlayStation and make it just the PlayStation Plus game for February. That would have been oh or, yeah, or March even. They, like, you could do it next month, and 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 that way you get people in the door. And if they like the game, now they're going to buy your I'm assuming forty dollar paid expansion. Yeah, so uh, I pulled the trigger. Fuck it, three dollars. I've spent money on worse games. I thought uh, about it because again, more. even if I don't play it, who gives a shit? It's three bucks. It's less than right, a cup of coffee. Three, so, uh, right, like it's it's three bucks. So I'll play it. And uh, my uh, my brother in law is a huge, I mean, a huge Division fan. Right, like as much as you played Destiny, that's how much he played Division. And, you know, he would he would go online and look at different streams of people. And he played so much that he qualified to be in the alpha uh, <laughs> to, to test the division two. And he, he loves the division and he hates the division two now. Like he, he said, they really, really messed that game up. And everything is is everything that I and, you know, some of this you got to take with a grain of salt because sure. he's an Uber fan. Right. So. So, you know, when he complains about things getting nerfed, right, that might just be his favorite weapons right. getting nerfed and he's just mad. But, yeah, he was he was highly upset with the way the Division 2 turned out. So I'm curious. I'll have to call him to see if he's interested in coming back. He, he probably will. He's 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 addicted. He's he's, he's got, got that. Like I said, you just got to give, give him a reason. That's all. Yeah, he's got that battered wife syndrome. You know that we that that I have with Capcom games. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah, I'll check it out. It's three dollars. Whatever. Right. And if I don't like it, when I don't like it, I won't feel that bad. Yeah, you can three dollars worth of play out of that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do have to be That's max it. level. Um in order to play the new content when it does come out. But they are, of course, going to have a level 30 uh, booster that you can get. 
oh, in well, order to, to there jump you go. Right into it. So, but yeah, that's that's the news for the week that was. Uh, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. When you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon, you'll be helping us out. You see, every purchase that you make by going to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon, we get a little bit of a kickback. Uh, It's not much. It's it's not much. So buy, buy, uh, buy a lot and buy often. Uh, by going to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. Micah, Anthem is dead. Long Long live live Anthem. Anthem. So the Bioware blog, um, (laughs) Casey Hudson put a post up yesterday. And this is a post that a lot of folks have been waiting to hear. This this post should have happened six months ago. Let's let's be let's be fucking frank. <laughs> um, where he talks about the game, talks about the the you know being proud of the work that the team has done, uh, but at the same time acknowledging that you know the game as it is is a letdown. Talks about how the team's worked really hard the past year. Uh, if you can believe, Anthem's almost been out for a year, which is insane to me. Um, wow. they, yeah, I know <laughs> they, they, they worked really hard to improve the stability, the performance, the general quality of life of the game, uh, while delivering multiple seasons of new content and features for the game. And, and from what I understand, the, the technical glitches that plagued the game when it first came out have been taken care of. Like the game runs well, it's stable, you know, you're not going to run into those problems. However, he does acknowledge that the game needs a more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression or any long-term progression really, and a more fulfilling end game. So there's a lot of more fundamental work that needs to be done. So he has said that over the coming months, and I'm quoting now, we will be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop and clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. And to do that properly... We'll be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around, giving a focus team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. So but he, Casey says that they're going to be running the current version of Anthem. They're not going to take the game down while they're doing this, but they are going to move away from doing full seasonal events and in sort of a reboot of Anthem, essentially. There's no timetable being given um, there's no, you know, lead time being given. I would imagine this is still going to take quite a bit of time to get to the fabled Anthem 2.0 that everybody <laughs> wants to, uh, that everybody wants the game to get to. But the acknowledgement, I guess, uh, is a good first start. So, Micah, what do you think about the news that Anthem is finally going to go get its shit together? <laughs> Um, I think you're right. I think uh, this post should have happened six months ago, <laughs> and we should kind of be here by now. Right. Um, you know, they should be preparing the the actual, you know, reboot, uh, reimagining or whatever. But um, look, I, I when that game first came out, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the feeling of flying is is uh, very very good, and I think they focused all their time into that. Um, the story didn't grab me as much as I thought it would. I finished it, but it didn't grab me as much as I thought it would, which is surprising for a Bioware game, you know, from from the guy who did Mass Effect, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I want this I want this to be really good. I really do. Um I do I think it will? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm leaning towards no cuz uh because uh when it's not good then I I I I won't feel as bad. <laughs> and if it is good then I'll feel great. But uh this is a long time coming. <laughs> it is. And, and again, I'll say, you know, you guys that listen to the show for a long time know that I was really excited for Anthem when it came out. And look, I enjoyed myself for a good three weeks to a month after that game released. The The gameplay content that was there was fun. Um, I thought the story was fine. It, it kind of opened the door to a new world that they were trying to construct. Um, 
you know, I enjoyed the interactions with the different side characters and things like that. And I thought that that was really well done in the, in sort of the Mass Effect vein. But once you kind of blew through that content, there wasn't a whole lot else to do in the game. And so yeah. I, I didn't stick with it long term because there was no, there was no carrot at all to, to dangle in front of me. Um, so th- this is very exciting news. Again, we, we all knew that it was going to get to this point. It was just a matter of time, how long it would take and would EA allow it to happen. EA seems pretty committed um, to Bioware at this point. Uh, they have just made a shitload of money from Star Wars. So I'm pretty sure that financially they're not, they're not stressing uh, too badly right now. And they're, it seems like they're going to give the team at Bioware the time to complete the game that they probably should have had when the game first came out. Now, of course, as we learned, you know, from Jason Schreier last year, that was a lot of problems of their own making in many ways, Bioware's, uh, for, you know, for various reasons. I, yeah. I would hope they've learned that lesson at this point, that they can't rush these things, that Bioware Magic, a.k.a. Crippling Crunch to get, to get a game out is probably not <laughs> the path you want to go down. I'm excited to see what they bring to the table because they made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, when Anthem first released. But the the benefit to making those mistakes is that now you know what mistakes not to make again. I think they know that you can't just give people three different guns in each class of weapon and that's going to be enough. I think that they realize that masterworks, you know, and legendary weapons need to be attainable and special. But, you know, without being game-breaking. And, you know, some of the stuff that they did well, the customization uh, aspect of your javelin, you know, that, that stuff was good. And, and they can keep yeah. that stuff. I think they realized that, you know, having an open world with the same cycle of eight public events that you can kind of switch between and not really having, you know, any endgame content. Like, you have strikes, essentially. Like, you had a handful of strikes that you could do or strike equivalents. That stuff gets old after a while. The Cataclysm, I think people were hoping for more of a raid-like activity when it came out. And the Cataclysm was fine by for by all accounts, but it wasn't, I think, what people were expecting it to be or the dramatic change that people were expecting it to be. Um, and the open world just needs to be meaningful. Uh, it, it was just a, a, a playground to fly around in, um, you know, by the time we got in the game. I think they need they can do more with that. So, again, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Um, now that they have the game, you know, the gameplay kind of smoothed out, not buggy, not glitchy. And now they can focus on the systems um, a lot more. So I, I, of course, will give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I will be back when the game comes out. And hopefully they will make it so that I will stay uh, when an- whenever Anthem 2.0 happens. So, yeah, yeah, well said. It's <laughs> I, I, I would be. I wouldn't be honest if I didn't, uh, you know, Terrence isn't here, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you mentioned that now they have learned from them. They should have learned from their mistakes, but, uh, Terrence would, would stop you in the middle of your sentence and say, they already had, uh, a, 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 a blueprint with destiny. Right. Um, what do you say to that? Do you think that that's a fair argument or was, you know, was Anthem, do you think Anthem was being developed in parallel with Destiny? I, I think that once we learned what we learned um, by that expose that came out six months ago, I don't think that you can hang parallels or non-parallel. Like, because again, the, the argument that I made when the game first came out was they weren't trying to just be another destiny. You know what I mean? They were trying to do something different. Um, and, and and apparently they were just trying to do something because they had 18 months basically to develop the game, the the, the final product (laughs) that came out. So I think that plays into a lot of it. Um, but again, now they've had time to kind of sit back, see what things work really well, know what things did not work really well and kind of have a better idea of what they want the game to be. So, again, I don't think they need to worry about making it Destiny, you know, third-person, you know, third-person version of Destiny. They can now make the thing that they want to make, but it just has to be fleshed out. There has to be more there. And, again, like the the, the counterpoint to that is Division 2 was a very fleshed-out game 
at launch, and it was probably the most robust game of its ilk on launch day that existed to that point. But what happened with that? They couldn't right. keep the momentum going. They couldn't right. keep. They couldn't give people a reason to stay. So, and and again, I, I said it before when we talked about Anthem earlier last year, and I'll say it again: it took Destiny a solid two years to kind of figure that out as well, in their own right, when they first released. So, yeah. and and again, I, I think if uh, I'll also throw put words in Terrence's mouth and say that the the obvious comparison here is No Man's Sky which is completely turned around what that game is um, in, in a few years' time. Different situation, you know, small indie studio compared to a you know, major for, you know, third-party studio, AAA studio. But you can reinvent what your game is. Yeah. And people will be back if it's good. And I, and, yeah. I, and I think people do ultimately want this game to be successful. I think that EA is starting to massage their image in the public eye a little bit, or at least they're doing it through their developers, you know, with, with Jedi fallen order with the changes that were made to, to battlefront two, to make it much more consumer friendly things of that nature. So yeah. we'll see what happens though. Like I said, we're still like, like you said, we're still probably a pretty good ways away from seeing the fruits of that labor. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a minute. <laughs> it will be a minute. And, but, but that, but you know what, before we hop off of this, that lends its own set of problems. What if this takes six months to get there? Now you're in, now you're in August, September. You got cyberpunk coming out shortly thereafter. You have Avengers coming out shortly thereafter. You have new game consoles coming out shortly thereafter. I don't know if that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's where you want to be or not. Yeah. Them, so. Oh, yeah, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. We're, we're, we are on the cusp of, of a new generation of consoles. Right, and what could be the greatest game of this generation of consoles releasing right at the tail end. Right. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see for sure. Um, oh, but that man. is it for this episode this week. No post office this week. I'm getting used to my new workflow <laughs> schedule. So <laughs> I've... Uh, I, I skimmed on that, and Carrie was not here this week, so she didn't post it either. Um, but again, make sure you follow our Facebook group, densepixels.com slash fans. When we do ask the post office, that's where the questions get asked, where you can ask them right in there. We answer them on the podcast. Again, follow us on social media at densepixels. Subscribe to this show and all the other TNP shows wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash densepixels. Follow Terrence on Twitch, Apparition410. Follow Carrie on Twitch, Carrie. Uh, that is it for us this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We will catch you all the next time. See you. <laughs>